John Moses is the AA voice of the Altoona Curve, who had a, a pretty special night last night, John. Good afternoon, and uh, walk us through a walk-off winner. Oh, boy, what a game. Uh, left-hander Omar Cruz made his AA debut last night, filling in a spot in the rotation because Osvaldo Vito is away pitching for the Dominican Republic, uh, the WBSC qualifier for the Tokyo Olympics, and Cruz was terrific. One unearned run on five hits, passed a career high with six innings pitched, and, you know, the curve held a 2-1 two, two lead after six innings thanks to a two-run home run by Jonah Davis. But Harrisburg drew even in the top half of the eighth inning, eventually took the lead, a couple of wild pitches, scoring the go-ahead run. And really, when you're down to your last strike with two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning, you can't but think to yourself, okay, maybe it's not our night. But Mason Martin got a fastball away from him over the plate and just crushed it over the wall in right center field. Just an awesome moment. And... You know, a nice win for Altoona last night, evening the series of two games apiece with Harrisburg. 27-18, and 18, the Altoona curve. John, uh, Mason Martin, is this power real? It is, is it projectable, not only at AAA, but at the big league level, you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, nine home runs is one of the top three totals in the AA Northeast League entering play today. Um, it is majestic power. I mean, some of the biggest stuff. Um, you know, I've had the pleasure of seeing in person in my seven years doing minor league baseball, and it's pretty cool. Um, he really can swing with he, – he doesn't even have to swing hard. <laughs> and when he does, the ball goes a long way. Um, I see a very bright future for Mason Martin's power at the plate. So we heard last week, this time as a matter of fact, it was last Saturday, that uh, Pirates general manager Ben Sherrington essentially mentioned uh, what everybody had already known, not necessarily breaking news, that uh, you know they're intrigued about O'Neill Cruz in the outfield and they were about to begin uh, some early work, pre-game work of putting an outfielder's mitt on him. Uh, he's continued to play shortstop in the interim. He's not yet played in a game in the outfield. What are you noticing, and how is that going as far as Cruz working in the outfield? What's he doing? Well, you know, I think it was earlier this week was the first time I saw him with that with that early work, um, you know, taking fly balls in center field off the jugs machine just to get an idea of what it looks like uh, coming off the bat. Um, so that happened earlier this week. Um, I would expect it would be a couple weeks until he's probably until they're probably comfortable with him playing center field in a game, um, just because you know it's a brand new position and you want to make sure. I'm sorry, that sorry, sorry, not to interrupt prepared. you, John. Not to John, not to interrupt you. You said center field, I, or, or was he playing right field? I just wanted to be clear. Yeah, on he that. was in center field um, when he was doing that drill uh, a couple days ago. Um, so. You know, just as I was saying, you know, I think it's probably going to be a couple weeks until he and the organization both feel comfortable uh, with him playing the outfield in a game. Um, you know, it's a brand new position for a guy who's played shortstop his entire life. So, um, you know, there's there's a lot of basic stuff that he's probably going to have to learn over the next few weeks before they feel comfortable with him playing in the outfield. But I'll tell you, Dan, what I've seen at shortstop is a guy who has really started to get more comfortable over the last couple of weeks. He's making the routine play. He's showing off that outstanding arm. And, you know, I've, I've been pretty impressed with his progress at that spot over the course of the season. So Cruz has not done any work in right field. It's been exclusively in center? Uh, not that I've seen uh, in right field mm -hmm. yet, but, uh, you know, I'm sure he'll get some exposure there at some point over the next couple of weeks. Okay, John Moses, AA Altoona. Uh, he's the voice of the curve. Uh, Altoona is 27-18. and 18. 
Who's doing primarily most of the work with him pregame? Um, is it M Miguel Perez, the manager, or are they bringing in roving guys? Uh, who, who's helping him um, work this into his toolkit? Well, our bench coach, Gary Green, is a longtime infield coordinator uh, for the Pirates over the last few years, and he's here every day, and I see daily work with uh, Gary Green uh, out on the field with our guys. Um, and, you know, it's G1 Bay when he's, when he's healthy to play. Rodolfo Castro, O'Neill Cruz, you know, taking everyday lessons from Gary Green. Um, you know, he's got a lot of experience and is, you know, one of the great instructors, I think, uh, that the Pirates have uh, at their disposal. And, you know, I would say Altoona is fortunate to have him because he brings so much experience. So um, I think the coaches will observe that it's, that it's every guy that will, you know, share their observations and their instruction. But to my eyes, I've seen Gary Green the most with uh, with the infielders this year. Pre-game coverage, Pirates-Cardinals. We continue our conversation with John Moses, play-by-play -play man for AA Altoona. They have a game tonight uh, hosting Harrisburg at People's Natural Gas Field. Uh, O'Neill Cruz, is the bat ready for an advancement to AAA? And is it the, the glove work and that, that that early work with Gary Green because he is so special, which is maybe keeping... Uh, O'Neill Cruz in double A for the time being to get that indoctrination to the outfield? Um, you know, I, what I've seen at the plate is a guy that, that has some really special bat speed. Um, you know, but I think it's important to remember that at this level, you know, including what he played here in 2019, he's only around 320, 330 at bats or so at this level. And that is still pretty young in terms of experience for double a so um you know while the bat's been impressive you know i think a lot of evaluators like to see something like 500 at bats at a level before they feel comfortable making an observation and then making a decision about whether he's ready for a promotion or not um so i would say there's probably some more development time that uh, really every guy on the roster uh could benefit from here at double a Who's your most advanced hitter right now? Is it Rodolfo Castro? Is it Mason Martin? Who would be the next guy? Not trying to pluck a number of, uh, of great players off the Double A roster. I know that you know the Kerr fans. They love their winners and they want to see guys stick around for as long as possible. Uh, but it's inevitable here that, that guys are going to be going up before too long. And I'm curious as to who you may see John as the first man up to Indianapolis. Um, you know, it could be Rodolfo Castro. He, he's been on fire here in the month of June. Uh, you know, around his last 19 games or so, uh, he's hitting about 400, and it's a lot of power that's, that's starting to come through. Um, you know, he's got nine home runs on the campaign, which is tied for the team high. But I've been really impressed with the professional approach that Kanan Smith and Jigba brings every day. Um, since G1 Bay was injured about two weeks ago now, uh, Kanan has bumped up to the number two slot in the batting order, and he probably has the best eye at the plate of any batter that Altoona has had this year. And that has become more and more evident the, the longer he bats in that number two spot uh, in the order. Um, just really impressed with the way that he prepares himself each day, and I, and I think he brings probably the most professional approach to the plate right now for Altoona. We're chatting with John Moses. He's the voice of the Altoona Curve, Double A Tonight they've got uh, the Harrisburg Senators. They walked off Harrisburg. Mason Martin hit a two-run home run in the bottom of the ninth inning with a curve down one. Really exciting game uh, for Altoona. 
Uh, what does Rowanzi Contreras still have to check off at the double-A level? Because uh, everything that he's done, it looks like even on some of the, the days that he's had quote-unquote rough outings by his standards, he's still putting up some pretty impressive numbers and still garnering a ton of swing and miss. Yeah, I mean, Rowanzi continues to show like a pitcher who has the ability to pitch at the top end of a major league rotation talking about three plus pitches that outstanding curveball the slider has come a long way this this year um, a very good changeup and, and the fastball velocity I mean it's 95 to 98 pretty consistently um, it, it is the type of profile that you dream on at the top of a major league rotation um, as far as what he's working on you know I think it's sort of thinking along with hitters and reading the swings of batters that he induces at the plate. Um, you know, some pitchers will tell you when they get to the big leagues that, you know, once they can read the reaction of hitters going forward, um, that in turn allows them to adjust their game plan based on what the hitter is telling them and not necessarily on what a coach is telling them. So I think that's probably the next step for for Rowanzi is – you know, understanding that element of pitching. And boy, when he hits that level, he's going to be a monster. When he can start to make his own adjustments within a game and within an at-bat and understand what stuff is working best for him and how to get this guy out, um, he, he's going to be really scary. If and when he struggles, John, because we only see the line, you know, we see some highlights on social media, we don't get to watch him pitch per pitch. We don't get to see that nuance that you do as a play-by-play broadcaster who's who's just locked in on every pitch. If and when he's struggling, what is the the issues for Rowanzi Contreras? Because you just look at the line, you look at the day-by-days, all of those things just statistically on a computer screen, um, and there seems to be very little flaw uh, or very little challenge to Rowanzi Contreras at the double-A level, but I'm sure there's more to that, and I'm hoping that you can fill in those blanks. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just a little bit about, you know, maybe losing the release point on a specific breaking ball a little bit. Like, you know, the slider, for example, um, you know, he won't have the best angle on it, and when he misses with it once, you know, that'll be a reason that, you know, a mistake is made because it, it backs up and it ends up over the middle of the plate or, um, you know, that release point, you know, it, it, it can come and go a little bit, but I will say I, I'm so impressed by his demeanor on the mound. He, he never has a negative reaction. You never see what I would interpret as poor body language. He just takes a deep breath, gets right back on the mound, and seems determined to get the next pitch to be his best of the outing. And, you know, I think that attitude is, is a great way to approach yourself as a pitcher. Um, and he's, he just has a great, cool, calm, collected vibe about him when he's out on the mound. And, you know, I think that will really serve him well going forward. 